Hi, it's DeWire, GamblersAdvisory.com, a free site, BettingAngle.us, a free site. Today is Friday, May 14th, 2021. Pay close attention to the date. Uh, this video is going to be up for months. Um, I only have information as of May the 14th, 2021. Let's talk NFL football. Let's talk about five teams I like that I think are mispriced. But first remember, the opinion you should follow should be your own. Just consider this video to be a second opinion from a complete stranger online. Now let me just point out that there is no time of year when you can find better bargains than right now. Right? The NFL draft has just taken place People are caught up in the hype. They seem to think that college highlights will equal NFL success. Everyone's overlooking the fact that a fourth to a third of first round picks in the NFL draft are not going to be stars. There's so much uncertainty, right? Not just with the rookies, but with the new head coaches, with the new quarterbacks both first-year and veteran, and with free agents, right? Everyone believes that their offensive line problems will be completely solved with the additions of the vets that they got in the offseason. Isn't that what you're thinking right now if you're a Kansas City Chief fan? Well, let's talk about the betting strategy that's my favorite. I like NFL futures to win it all because of the leverage you get. Understand, if I'm fooling around with win totals, then my return is gonna be a minus 120 to a plus 150, right? Using American odds. But when I start playing around with futures to win it all, then I'm getting five to one odds, 10 to one odds, 20 to one odds, and higher on quality teams with quarterbacks who have Super Bowl experience, with head coaches who have Super Bowl experiences, right, on teams that made the playoffs last year. Understand too, just like casual investors don't get the bond market in real life, nobody seems to understand that the NFL futures to win it all is a cash cow because you don't have to win it all to profit, right? If you get great odds on a team, and I'm talking about double-digit odds on a team, and that team is still viable in the last two weeks of the regular season, you don't even have to wait till the postseason. You can start betting against them, right? Understand, you just want a betting endowment on a team. So if you, let's say, make a play on a team and it's week 18 of the regular season, right? 17 weeks plus a bye week. If it's the last week of the regular season and they tell you that the team that you have a futures bet on at double digit leverage needs to win the last game to make the playoffs, Look, you're just in it for the money. This isn't about fan loyalty. You'll just take the team they're playing against. 
right? You're getting double-digit odds on your investment. Let's say you bet 10 bucks on an NFL future. Well, structure that last week bet so that if your team loses, you at least get your 10 bucks back, right? Take the other team. Guess what? If the team you originally bet on to win it all wins that game and makes the playoffs, then great. You can fade them the next week. The point is that you're going to have several opportunities to make your money back. And, of course, if the team does go ahead and wins it all, then you're going to make money there, too. Right? So... Because sports fans are caught up in the moment, because everyone believes that their team is better now than it was last year, right? Jet fans believe, hey, we've solved our problems at quarterback, right? Now we can take the next step. Washington football team fans believe, hey, we've solved our problems at quarterback. Now we can take the next step. Because hope is eternal, I believe many fans are overlooking glaring values. In other words, some teams are getting dissed simply because they haven't added that high-profile draft pick, right? They may have added draft picks, but the draft pick might not shine for a few years, or the draft pick might be at a non-glamorous position, right? Interior offensive linemen and stuff like that. That matters as to whether the team wins games. But isn't the kind of thing where a fan can walk into a room and say, hey, hey, we picked up that interior lineman, right? No one's going to care about them. So it skewed the betting line, right? Fans want to get hyped about players they know about. Right? The Heisman Trophy winner is coming to my team. We're going to be great. Right? It's hard to get hyped about the players they haven't seen. The players they don't know about. Who played on teams that weren't on TV. So, let's talk about some situations that, quite frankly, should make themselves. We also forget the great defenses from last year. They're overlooked right now. Right? Because if your team wasn't in the conference finals, God forbid, if your team had a great defense but did not make the playoffs, sports fans are punishing you. You're getting great odds right now if you're on the other side of the play. Well, I try to live on the other side of the play. I'm looking for the overlooked. I'm looking for the unpopular. So, with an eye on value, Let's look at some teams here. I believe a team you need to have in your betting portfolio are the Los Angeles Rams. Folks, Sean McVay has been to a Super Bowl. Didn't win it, but he's a head coach who has already lived the experience of getting there. He's won a conference title, right? His quarterback is a guy who I feel is one of the best in the game, but he's been hidden on a bad team. Former first pick of the draft, Matt Stafford, Clayton Kershaw's friend. Understand, this guy has all the tools. Online, they're going to tell you that he has a very poor record. 
against teams with winning records. Right? Well, let me just point out that even quarterbacks on good teams in general in the NFL have average records, at best, most of them, against teams with winning records. Then, of course, you think about all the help those quarterbacks have had, and you realize that Matt Stafford has been saddled with a Detroit Lion team. Folks, Barry Sanders couldn't win in Detroit. Right? Let's be real here for a second. This is the first inch of daylight Matthew Stafford has had in his entire career. And, of course, the team has an offensive guru as its head coach. Stafford has weapons to work with. But forget Stafford. Forget the offense. Folks, this is a dominant defense. Aaron Donald is still there. Right? Understand, you look at the Ram defensive stats, then you have to think to yourself, whoa, 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 aren't they in the same division with Russell Wilson? With Kyler Murray? Right? This team has great defensive numbers in a tough division. Also, I know Right now, everyone's analyzing the NFL schedule, and they're saying, oh, this division's tough. These teams are going to have a hard time. Maybe they're going to have a hard time winning the division. But understand, when you're in a tough division, when you're playing against some of the league's best teams, when you venture outside that division, it's easy pickings. Right? You're accustomed. You grow accustomed to playing against better teams. I think the fact that the Rams are in the NFC West will help them when they play outside the division. By the way, the Rams, you're getting them at double-digit odds. You're getting Donald, you're getting Stafford, you're getting McVay at 12-1 to 1 odds. I believe that's a must addition to your betting portfolio. Let me also point out, too, that again, we're gamblers, not fans, right? I'm a fan of football, too, but not when it comes to gambling, right? I'm a Giants fan. You're not going to hear me talk about putting money on the New York Giants right now, right? I need a betting portfolio. I need a few teams in my portfolio at cheap prices so that if one hits, I make a profit. So what I like with the teams I'm naming here is you're getting long odds on them to the point where you can add them to your portfolio now. And if any of them hit, you make a profit. Right? If any of them win the whole thing, you make a profit. Now, let me let you in on a secret. NFL futures, the odds will change widely during the season. So you might be able to get a team right now at double-digit odds. And then when the rest of the world work, uh, wakes up, if that team does well in September, early in the season, those 12-to-1 odds might drop to 4-to-1 or 3-to-1. In other words, you will have locked in a huge payout if that team delivers. 
while the rest of the world is paying premium prices. So when those swings happen, by definition, other teams are going to swing in the other direction. Some of the short odds you're getting right now, right? Four to one, five to one teams. When injuries happen, when suspensions happen, when holdouts happen, and let's face it, they happen to some team every year, right? Some players are going to get suspended. You remember Antonio Brown just last year. Some players are going to say, no, 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 I'm not coming into camp. I'm underpaid. And that's going to linger. There'll be uncertainty, right? You'll be watching some nondescript preseason game and suddenly some key player is going to be grabbing a knee. Then you're going to hear ACL. That player is going to be out for the year. So the odds are going to swing. So when you have an opportunity in mid-May to grab a quality team at long odds, you need to lock that in. That's why the system works. Because you're getting long odds now. And that team becomes part of your betting portfolio, part of your betting team. You don't have to worry about going out and getting them anymore. And you've gotten them dirt cheap. Now, I don't understand how a team that recently made the Super Bowl, like the Rams, with the defense that the Rams have, with the upgrade that the Rams have just received a quarterback, is going off at 12-1. to 1. Well, let's talk about the next team. Same division. The San Francisco 49ers. Folks, I'm in the Bay Area. It is very fashionable right now. Especially in the Bay Area. To diss Jimmy Garoppolo. Right? We forget he has a double-digit lead. In the second half of a Super Bowl against Pat Mahomes, right? We forget that. We forget that Jimmy had a winning record with the New England Patriots, right? We forget that when he comes to San Francisco, San Francisco's in shambles. Then, of course, Jimmy beats Aaron Rodgers in the NFC Championship game. Right now, look, I know they picked a quarterback in the NFL draft. Okay, great. Right? The bottom line is Jimmy G is still the starting quarterback for the San Francisco 49ers. You have a guy who was in the Super Bowl the year before this last year when he was injured. Also, Kyle Shanahan has been to multiple Super Bowls. Right? He was the offensive coordinator with the Atlanta Falcons, and he was dusting off the New England Patriots, dominating them before a disastrous second half of that game. Then he becomes the head coach of the San Francisco 49ers, ends up back in the Super Bowl, and of course, he has a lead in the second half of that Super Bowl. Now, you mean to tell me that this team that had a lot of guys injured. Joey Bosa injured last year. And yet, statistically, the defense was still one of the best in the league. 
What do you think is going to happen when the Niners take the field and they're healthy? Right, this is the team that won the NFC two years ago. Right, folks. Again, they're in the NFC West, tough division. They're going to have to deal with their big nemesis, Russell Wilson. The Seattle Seahawks, Russell Wilson, is a problem whenever the Niners play him. They're going to have to deal with Matt Stafford. They're going to have to deal with Kyler Murray. Right, folks, I'm just telling you, the team that comes out of this division is going to be a huge problem for the rest of the league. Right, as I've said, the 49ers two years ago blew out Aaron Rodgers, blew him out in the NFC Championship game. And of course, right now you're getting the Niners with Jimmy back, with Joey Bosa back, with Debo Samuel back. Trust me, that young guy is tough. You're getting the Niners at 12 to 1 odds. Folks, I, I need no further explanation. I want Kyle Shanahan in my betting portfolio. Well, let's talk further. You know, the NFC East is a dumpster fire, aren't they? Dumpster fire. I'm a Giants fan, I can tell you. They're, they're a dumpster fire. Right? Who won the NFC East last year? Oh, that's right. It was the Washington football team with one of the league's dominant defenses with a head coach that made the Super Bowl before, Ron Rivera. Right? They were so desperate last year that when Alex Smith came back from a devastating injury, that almost cost him his leg. They made him the starting quarterback. Folks, they made the playoffs last year. This defense is still there. This defense, if anything, is going to be even better this year because they're a bunch of young guys. Young defense, and they're already dominant. Now, all I have to hear for a team that made the playoffs last year is that you're giving me, with a great defense, in a weak division, right? Dak's coming back from injury. Just think about the quarterbacks. Dak's coming back from injury. The Eagles are going with a new quarterback, right? One that they went with in the middle of last year who people have doubts about. The Giant quarterback, we're still questioning. That's the opposition in the division. I think the Washington football team has a clear path. Clear path. To the division title. If they can stay healthy. Right? And you mean to tell me that I'm getting 66 to 1 odds? Even if you're a Cowboy fan and you want to tell me about how the Cowboys' schedule is great, they're not playing a lot of teams that made the playoffs last year, Dak's back and he's going to be in prime form even though he's missed most of a year. He and Mike McCarthy had 
great chemistry together for the one month they were together. Even if you're a Cowboy fan, understand if you believe that the reigning, the reigning divisional champion is going to have some competition this year. And the Cowboy defense isn't close to the Redskin defense, by the way. But let's say you believe the Cowboys are going to make a strong push to win the division. Okay, great, folks. I'm compensated for the risk. 66 to 1. If you look at the WFT schedule, you'll see that they play a lot of teams in the division late in the year, the last few weeks of the year. You know what? If I have 66 to 1 leverage, and if the Washington football team is in the mix, then that's leverage I can work with. Then if it looks like they're teetering and the Cowboys are going to win the division, okay, that game I can say, well, why don't I bet the Cowboys? Why don't I bet enough so if the Cowboys win, then I get back my money. With 66 to 1 odds, you can do that. Let's talk about two other teams. The Pittsburgh Steelers. Am I missing something? Look, I know they look terrible against the Cleveland Browns in the playoff game. But folks, weren't they in the playoffs? Let's also just use common sense here. Mike Tomlin has been head coach there for more than a decade and has never had a losing season. Right? Never! as head coach. So I'm already starting with eight and a half wins, right? Now that the season's gone to 17 games, right? Let's say I'm already starting with eight and a half wins. Worst case, if you go by history, right? Because the worst Mike Tomlin season was a 500 season, right? The worst one. So the Steelers are a team that usually, mathematically, are in the top half of the league. Folks, that's been their history with this head coach. Right? Understand, too. Last year, Ben was coming back after being injured. You remember how Tomlin got to 500 the year before this last one? It was with guys like Mason Rudolph. Right? <laughs> he... He was dealing with Duck Hodges. So, Ben comes back last year, makes the playoffs. Some people are going to argue that Ben showed some signs of decline, right? If you look at the numbers, it looks like the real problem was that the Steelers couldn't run the football. Has anyone figured out that they picked up a tailback in the first round of the draft? Najee Harris, if you look at Harris's numbers, by the way, he played from a big-time football program in college, right? The Alabama Crimson Tide. Did you know that for four years, for four years, the worst he did in terms of yards per carry was 5.8 yards a carry? Folks, for his college career, he averaged six yards a carry. Now, I understand. Alabama's loaded. Right? Hey, I saw the beginning of the draft. I saw Alabama wide receivers getting taken. 
I know this is the second straight year. A lot of Alabama wide receivers have been taken in the first round of the draft. I understand defensive coordinators have to worry about the passing attack. I saw Alabama's quarterback get drafted in the first round ahead of Najee Harris by the New England Patriots. Right? I get that Alabama has a lot going on, has a passing attack. That the running back is, you know, something a defensive coordinator can't prioritize in trying to stop the Crimson Tide. But my goodness, you're going to give me a team that statistically is usually in the top half of the league where the head coach has already won a Super Bowl, the quarterbacks won a Super Bowl. Right? And uh, you're going to give me this with a great defense. Look at the numbers from last year on the Steeler defense. A great defense. A head coach that's never been below 500. A quarterback who now is some time back after returning from injury. You're going to add an excellent rookie tailback to that mix. And you're going to give me 33 to 1 odds. Folks, who's, who's making this up? I know they're hyped about the season in Cleveland. I understand they're hyped about the season in Baltimore. I understand people are optimistic in Cincinnati. I get that everyone in the division thinks they have a shot to win it. Right? Go with history. <laughs> Toblin. Big Ben. Great defense. And they're offering you 33 to 1. Let's not outthink the room here. 33 to 1, I'll be the casino's Huckleberry. I'll take the Steelers to win it all. If history repeats itself and the Steelers are in the playoffs like they were last year, <laughs> think about that. If the Steelers make the playoffs, my goodness, I have leverage to work with. 33 to 1? At that point, I could be randomly betting against Steelers in some playoff games. Right, let's remember, we were all shocked when the Steelers had a disastrous first quarter against the Cleveland Browns. That was shocking, wasn't it? You mean to tell me off that one game, the Steelers have slipped to 33-1? to That's ridiculous. They need to be part of your betting portfolio. When the world wakes up and realizes that this team, even with some players leaving, is still in the mix to make the playoffs, these odds are going to drop precipitously. Again, this is priced as if the Steelers are going to finish below 500. Something Tomlin's never done. Let's stay in the last team. And I think here it's because we respect the player a bit too much and are overlooking what's behind him. Look, I love Drew Brees. I think Drew Brees is clearly a first ballot Hall of Famer. We can look at his numbers and compare them to anyone's, including Tom Brady's. Right? Drew Brees, great player. But understand, if there's a quarterback whisperer at head coach in this league who's been able to plug in replacements and have success 
which is exactly what Sean Payton, Super Bowl winning head coach, did with Teddy Bridgewater a few years ago. Right? Drew Brees was hurt. Drew Brees was hurt. Hold on. Hey Google. Off. Sorry, power control is not supported yet. Would you like me to keep you updated? No. Okay, well, my friends in the background, welcome to the AI age, decided to crash my video. The point I want to make about the Saints, the point I want to make about the Saints is that they have a great defense. They have a head coach who has been head coach and has had success. Let's face it, the Saints have in recent years gotten deep in the playoffs maybe not last year but they got deep in the playoffs that non-pass interference play in that playoff game against the Rams was an absolute travesty we both know it they still have one of the league's dominant wide receivers Michael Thomas they still have one of the league's dominant tailbacks Alvin Kamara that's to go with a great defense and what I want people to do is to just consider the fact that Passing for 5,000 yards in a season is extremely difficult. Extremely difficult. I understand more people have done it lately. But here you have a Heisman Trophy winner who has passed for 5,000 yards in a season. He did throw for 30 picks, but he's with one of the premier quarterback whisperers in the league. If Sean Payton can just get Jameis Winston dial back the picks, you're talking about arm strength at the position that the Saints haven't had for several years. You're talking about adding a vertical game to a team that already has one of the league's better offenses. And understand, last year the defense was higher rated than the offense. So you can imagine my surprise. I know Drew Brees has left. But you can imagine my surprise when I found out that they're offering the Saints right now at 25 to 1 odds. Right. 25 to 1 odds. Understand if Jameis Winston or Taysom Hill looks spectacular the first week of the season these odds could well reduce themselves by 50 percent because people are going to realize the talent is on the roster the defense is one of the league's best defenses look at the numbers and of course they if Taysom Hill or Jameis Winston, and I believe ultimately the winner of that's going to be Jameis Winston, right, shows that they're an above average quarterback, then you're playing with dynamite. Not a 25 to 1 team. Right? Understand, too, if you believe there's a dominant team in the NFC, and I don't believe the NFC has the equivalent of a Kansas City Chief team in terms of some team in an ascendant position over the rest of the conference. I believe there are those who believe that Green Bay 
or San Francisco or the Rams might be dominant or Tampa Bay, right? But understand the problem with Tampa. You got a lot of older guys on that team, right? Older players tend to get hurt more often, right? We're just assuming that Tom Brady, who's already missed the season due to injury earlier in his career, is going to be healthy for all 18 games, excuse me, 17 games, right? We're just assuming that Gronk is going to be healthy, that Antonio Brown is going to be healthy. All of these guys, all of these guys are older, right? So to me, the NFC is pretty open. And let's face it, Saint fans are passionate. You come back from this pandemic you go into an indoor stadium that's flooded with people screaming for the Saints. And they might end up with the home field advantage that they used to have. I think the 25 to 1 is an absolute gift, given that it's a great defense plus Sean Payton. Given that teams are going to have a problem planning for the Patriots due to the variance in play styles between Taysom Hill, who's really more of a running quarterback, and Jameis Winston, who's a 5,000-yard passer, right? I like the idea of getting a Super Bowl-winning head coach with a great defense and talent on both sides of the football at 25 to 1 odds. So to sum up, I believe some teams are being overlooked. I think we're too enamored of Trevor Lawrence, Trey Lance, Justin Fields, right? I think we've taken our eye off the ball, right? Guys like Aaron Donald matter, right? You know, Urban Meyer, Great college head coach. How do I know in the pros he's going to be as good as Sean McVay or Mike Tomlin? I don't. And, of course, you're going to compensate me. All of the teams on this list are going off at greater than 10 to 1 odds. Right? All of them. And understand, most of the teams on this list, in fact, all five of the teams on this list have head coaches who have at least won a conference championship in the past. Right, folks? To me, this is a no-brainer. I believe your betting portfolio, in addition to some of the esteemed teams out there, right? The teams that played in the Super Bowl last year. Tampa, uh, Casey, I believe... Your betting portfolio should have the Rams at 12 to 1, the 49ers at 12 to 1, the Steelers at 33 to 1, the Washington football team at 66 to 1. Think about that. A division winner from last year with a great defense and Ron Rivera. And of course, the Saints at 25 to 1. That's how I see it. Let me hear from you. I hope you leave your comments in the comment section of this video. Thanks for stopping by.